There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Call it Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait, what rewards? A Dew Operator Skin. Man, I love Operator Skins. Dual double XP, and even Call of Duty points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. This... Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. Residence 17 Plus. Call of Duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and 23. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. The magic man, David Taylor, needs to find some late to win gold against his oh, nice the American takes the lead with less than 15 seconds left. The American, the magic man, it's not an illusion, it's reality. David Taylor finally grabs Olympic gold. Yeah, the U.S. Olympic team picked up a bunch of medals yesterday to extend our lead in the overall count. Uh, that includes goals in women's pole vault and men's wrestling, as you just heard. April Ross finally got the gold medal she was after at the Olympics. So it is now 20 to 60. Third chance for the United States here. Match point. And it's into the net. That is it. The United States has won the gold medal. April Ross there. She and Alex, they beat Australia 21 to 15 and 21 to 16 in beach volleyball yesterday. Uh, It was Alex's first Olympics. And uh, American Katie, I don't know how to pronounce her name. Is it Nagot? Oh, yeah. I'm not sure. I think so. She got very emotional after her gold medal win in women's pole vault. It's an indescribable feeling. It's why I do this sport. That feeling, that's what we chase. And so to do that at the biggest stage, like at the biggest meet, this is the dream. And most people don't get to experience this. And I'm just so grateful. I love my family so much. They're so supportive. My dad would be really happy. Yeah, she cleared 16 feet, three-quarter inches for the win. Uh, She referenced her dad there who introduced her to pole vaulting. He died when she was 16. She's 30 now, and she still writes dad on the soles of her her Uh. track shoes. Uh, she's from Olmstead Falls. Oh, Ohio. Yeah. how cool is that? Uh, and then, holy mackerel, Chinese 14-year-old Quan Hong Chan produced arguably the greatest diving display in Olympic history in the women's platform final, scoring 10s on every dive, including two perfect 10s, which 
has never happened in a final. This is her first major international competition. It's the Olympic Games. And look at this. It is a perfect dive. Seven tens. And the spirit and character of this 14-year-old to do what she's doing. An extraordinary seven tens again for Tuan for the second time in the finals. This has never a happened. A perfect dive. Never happened. A 14-year-old has had two perfect dives out of four. One more needing just sixes on this dive to become an Olympic champion. Oh, my. Could oh, that my. Be, she just could blew that... the Olympic record away. Crazy good again. <laughs> Six tens. Remember this. You may never see anything like it again. Yeah, she had that third dive that got tens from six judges, and since the highest and lowest scores were thrown out, it was effectively a third perfect ten. Isn't that wild? Yeah, so it's uh, it's it's looking like, oh, and we also uh, snagged a bunch of silver and bronze medals, including a third-place finish for the women's soccer team. But it's looking like we should win the overall medal count now, but the big story this weekend will be if the U.S. can close the gap on China and win the most golds, too. I was reading an article that uh, they were talking about how countries monitor the medal count and like we're the only one that counts them by total compared to the other countries that list them with the number of gold. Yeah. Oh, so it doesn't matter if you get a bronze. It's like, I mean, it matters. The only one that really matters. Kind of. Yeah. Well, I was reading something about teenagers, though, Jeff, you were talking about that girl's only 14. They were talking about like this is like the Olympics for teenagers. Because, like, even the United States gymnastic team, like, some of them were 16 years old. Oh, it's crazy. Like, a lot of the skateboarders, Mm -hmm. which is the first time in the Olympics, they're, like, 14, 15 years old. Right. It's insane. Well. uh Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Uh, if we're talking overall medal count, uh, the USA is ahead with 92 at last check versus China's 74. But, you know, let's talk about the gold. We are behind China with 34 gold. And the USA with 30. I was also talking last night, like the the women's uh, soccer team. So they have the bronze, right? And the the girls that I was, I was hanging out with, they're really into soccer and female soccer. And they were saying, yeah, the bronze is actually held kind of respectively higher than the silver because the silver goes to the team that lost. Oh, that lost to the gold oh, medal team. And the, and the bronze is the team that won. Yeah, right. Oh. And so it kind of... In the players' eyes, is more of like this power moment, you know, yeah, which yeah. I never had really thought about it that way. Same, I never really thought about it. Huh. Yeah, I saw some survey that said like, uh, did I read that right? The the majority. Oh, here it is. A new study shows that forty percent of us believe that we have what it takes to be an Olympic athlete. Phew, that's saying a lot. I don't think. 
I don't think I do. <laughs> <laughs> if it was eating, maybe. <laughs> You yeah. need me to drive the bus around town. I can bring the athletes from A to B. Yeah. Or a cheerleader. Yeah. I'm really good at pepping Food. you out. I was just going to ask you, like, what would your Olympic sport be? It would you know? be being a woo girl. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Tim, I would imagine it would be swimming I would, for you. I would you know? give it a whirl. I don't, I mean, I was pretty decent at when I was 18, 17, 18 years old, but it's hmm. been a long time. The only thing left I have to show for it is some decent shoulders. Yeah. Other than that, it's I don't just- know. I just think about even professional athletes, not that Olympians aren't professional athletes because they are, but when you compare like the person that's running the 100 meter dash to a professional athlete, like someone from football or baseball that's running the 40 or what, it's just like insane to me how fast they are. Like mm-hmm. Olympic athletes are way faster than professional athletes at the same thing. It's just so bit weird. Yeah, the Olympic team includes 613 of the most finely tuned athletes in the world. But, yeah, over a third of Americans are like, oh, I could totally do that. No way. <laughs> I can't believe they even think that. I, I mean, don't know. I mean, when I, was, when I was on the swim team and I was decent, I was practicing three hours a day. Yeah. That's a, I mean, that seems like a lot, but that's, that no, is a lot. that's nothing compared to... What these athletes do. Eight hours in the pool, you know? yeah. What about you, Jeff? What's your Olympic athlete or uh, Olympic thing? Air rifle. Yeah, there no. you go. <laughs> Something realistic. Curling. <laughs> archery. Bowling. I don't, yeah, maybe archery. Who knows? <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of us think we could compete in the more physical events. That's what's so funny. I mean, these people are listing basketball, soccer, and swimming. Those are all popular choices of things that people think they could do. And I just find that... I'm sure they could do it, but when you look at how 74% of adults in the U.S. are obese or overweight right now, that is an interesting statistic. It is pretty interesting to think that people, they really think that you're so good at it that you will be the best in the world. Now, men were a lot more likely to say they could hold their own at the Olympics compared to women. Maybe we're a little more realistic thinkers. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, probably. The poll also asked people which events should be added to the Summer Olympics. And the top answers were MMA, lacrosse, bowling, cricket. And there you go, Fritchie. Competitive cheerleading. Yes. Woo. Ready, I mean, set. That's different from being a woo girl. Competitive oh. cheerleaders do, like, stunts and things. I just am, like, a hype person. Gotcha. Strictly hype. A hype girl. Yeah. That should be its own sport. You know, it really should. If you've ever attended a TV show with an audience, like a game show, or do you remember The Chew? Yeah. When that was on the air on ABC in the yeah, afternoon? Yeah. That was like a show that was like a talk show, but it involved like lifestyle stuff like cooking. Yeah, it was a lot of food. Like I think everybody on there had some kind of food background. Chef kind of background. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I do remember that. And they had a hype guy. That's me. And they really encourage, or even on uh, when uh, David Letterman, when he was still doing his late night show, we went to a taping of that. And there's always one person who's assigned the job of making sure that the audience is doing their job with audience involvement, yeah. the ooing, the eyeing, the cheering, the clapping. And you can't just clap. You got to... Yeah. You, you got to clap fast. You got to clap loud. 
They and look they, excited. They make you rehearse it before the show starts. Did they oh, make yeah. you, they make you do it over and over again until oh, they you get do. it right? And Jeff, even, I need a little bit more clap out of you, please. A little higher, a little faster. Or they'll say, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna add some things late." So if during the show we don't feel there's enough audience reactions, sometimes we like to layer things in. So we're gonna ask you guys to do a few reactions. Okay, so pretend you're pr- pretend that you're surprised in <gasps> three, two, one. Oh, oh my god! Wow! And then they ed- they edit that in when they go a brand new car. Yeah. <laughs> Insert that fake right. reaction. Sometimes they'll, ever- <laughs> they'll layer it in they'll, or they'll double it. Do they ever do more. like pretend like something sad happened? Oh. Yeah. Give us one big aw. Aw. Or like a ooh. And that's when they bring out the puppy. <laughs> There's a puppy. Because yeah. <laughs> it is true. Like any given show, sometimes the audiences in the very studio can nod off. And so they want <laughs> It, it happens. People are humans. Oh, that's great. So Hilarious. They want the option to be able to layer that stuff in. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty funny. But the hype guy, man, I think he's got the toughest job on a TV show. How do you show. even audition? Or is that like a... I think a lot of them are comedians. Okay. And mm-hmm. this is sort of like a side hustle or yeah. a day job okay. that keeps an income coming in. Because they come out and they crack jokes. They try to get the audience in a good mood, get them laughing, interact with them. Uh, they'll take like a little PA mic and they'll interview them and where are you from, sir? And oh, they'll get them. That's great. What a fun job. Get everybody to know everybody and create a sense of camaraderie around the audience, mm-hmm. make them feel like they're a part of the show. But I'll tell you, you got to be on it and you got to be really listening and paying attention because you got to sometimes cue the audience. Oh, like you got to turn around if they say something sentimental. The hype guy is off camera turning to the audience, like pointing oh. to them, going, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, oh, this is where we're supposed to go. Oh, <laughs> it's so funny. That is pretty funny. Yeah, but it's it's an hour or two of intense work. Like you're super engaged. They need to you do that it. at big companies. Like there's like the hype girl walks around PNG and just tries to get everybody in a good mood. There you go. You know, hey, Jeff, how you doing today? How's that Dunkin' Coffee? You doing great? Good work. Are you kidding? I work at PNG. I'm doing great. Yeah. Hey, we got to take a break here. 722, Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102 coming up straight ahead on this Friday. Uh, What the heck are the dog days of summer? We're going to talk about that and news that didn't make the news. And how are you celebrating International Beer Day? And we have that new weekend song for you. Oh, right. Yay. 720, you said, Jeff. Okay. Can we do that next? Eh, Give me me two or three minutes, but yeah. All right. We'll take a break now then. Uh, meatball candles and mustard hot dog buns. How great does that sound? And how are you celebrating International Beer Day? We made it to Friday, you guys. 6th of August, 2021. We are Jeff and Jen, and here is your news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. So let's talk about beer here for a second on this International Beer Day. It's always more fun when holidays like this fall on a Friday. Heck yeah. Most well-known imported beers in the U.S., Corona, Heineken, and Guinness. Over 90% of Americans have heard of those brands. Even if you include domestics, Corona is second overall after Bud Light. I love Corona. I like when it's summertime and you sit outside with a really cold Corona with a lime in there. Oh, it's so good. 
Yeah, a new poll found the country with the best beer in general is actually the Czech Republic. Yeah, they're they're famous for their pilsners and things like that. Really? What beer did I have the other day with you at Oakley Kitchen? That was a pilsner. From? Europe somewhere. Yeah, yeah. it was good. It had a little bite to it. Kind of, kind of crisp and clean with a little bit of something going on. I was at Little Miami Brewing Company last night for the opening of their event center, and I did go inside to the actual um, like the, restaurant the brewery, brewery part yeah. of it, and I had this cherry beer, and it was so good because I was looking for something with like a little bit of flavor, and the flavors they had were like watermelon, peach, and cherry, and I was like, let me try the cherry. Was it a, was it a light one? Yeah, it was really light. Nice. Yeah, it was delicious. I'm getting ready to post some pics. Yeah, beer is the most popular thing we order at bars. More than a third of Americans say it is their go-to drink. Uh, but two-thirds of us still pr- prefer domestic beer over imports, though. I prefer, like, the local stuff. But there's time for something from Europe or good yeah. Japanese beer is always good. Mm-hmm. Or... Uh, I don't know. Even just Bud Light tastes President good Day. every once in a while. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> South of the border. But like our friends at like my, uh, Miami, Little Miami or Mad Tree or Braxton, yeah. all of those are great. All good ones. 50 West at the Rolling Mill Brewing Company. If you are a gluten-free person and you oh, love yeah. beer, they are like the only gluten-free, all gluten-free brewery in Ohio. Hmm. And it was, it was pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah. yeah. Was it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't really pass. I like all beer. I mean, I, you talk about this story. I'm like, I will drink them all. Yeah, today is also National Root Beer Float Day. I guess I thought uh, that was recent. Didn't we just talk about root beer? I thought floats? we did too. Yeah. I, well, we talked about it coming up, maybe for uh, the month of August. Oh, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're but if right. You, if you live anywhere near an A and W or a Wiener Schnitzel, uh, both A and W and Wiener Schnitzel have deals apparently on. National Root Beer Float Day. I'm going to let you do something I've only let 12 other guys do. Buy me a root beer float. Sounds good to me. (laughs) Uh, Does anybody have a lucky charm of some kind that they carry around with them for good luck? I don't. I don't. I believe in them. Like, if I'm gambling at the casino and I am, like, holding my drink in my one hand and hitting the button with my other, like, I feel like my that's my lucky stance. Does that make sense? Like, if something happens. Yeah. If I'm watching the Bengals game and I'm sitting in, like, a certain spot and they score a touchdown, I'm like, I got to go back to my lucky spot. But I don't have something that I carry around every single day. Yeah. A new survey found 42% of people have lucky charms and i'm you know not the magically delicious cereal <laughs> purple horseshoes yeah or it could be a ring was number one followed by a bracelet oh, okay so jewelry yeah. that makes sense uh or a necklace a coin a key ring i will tell you the on the one occasion that i have ever gone to the church to play bingo there were people all around that would have their bingo cards down and their little daubers, and they would have, like, little caricatures, whether it was, like, those oh, yeah. trolls from back in the day, or they would have, like, a little tiny Buddha. Like, they, that's kind of a thing, I think, for some bingo players. Yeah, roughly two-thirds of people believe in the concept of good and bad luck. And just under half are very superstitious about it. So it's not surprising that certain physical items are considered lucky. Uh, some other items could be a picture of a loved one, mm-hmm. a T-shirt, a watch, a glass, a cup or mug, 
a lucky pair of socks. We've heard that. Those are all common, but there are a few offbeat ones in the top 30, like a cat, a tattoo, uh, a hip flask, a hand-me-down handkerchief. Well, that makes sense, like if you're getting married. Yeah. You know? And uh, to what Tim said, there is also a lucky horseshoe, which is not shocking, because <laughs> it is one of the marshmallow shapes and Lucky Charm cereal. And despite it being one of the most popular symbols of luck, a four-leaf clover was actually all the way down at number 23. Hmm. Do you believe in luck? You don't really, Jeff, do you? I don't. Yeah, I didn't think so. I think you're one of those people that's like, eh, it happens or whatever. But, Tim, what about you? Do you believe in luck? Like something is lucky or? I'm not not a dis, I'm not going to talk against it, but it's probably not my thing. Yeah. But I'll talk about the stars and the zodiacs and aliens all day long. So, you know. Now, I do believe in prayer. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I do too. As part mm-hmm. of my faith. Sure. And I think, you know, that has a lot to do with it based on my relationship with God. You know, that's that I do have a philosophical view on that with respect to how your life goes. Absolutely. But uh, they did another poll. This was about jobs. What's a job someone can have that immediately makes you think? Because we were talking about jobs that people find attractive in a potential mate. This poll looked at the smartest job you can have in 2021. And the smartest job you can have in 2021, according to this poll, is as a programmer or software developer. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. (laughs) So I guess if you want to seem smart, Mm -hmm. learn to code. Well, I don't, I mean, we don't do a lot with coding, but I do some things we, with coding on this little, job yeah. and I don't understand it at all. So people that can actually write code definitely are super smart. And engineers, I would say, if I'm trying to think of super mm-hmm. smart folks, engineers. Yeah. I mean, our chief engineer, I, I think of him, you know, he, Brett, who uh, he's leaving us soon, but, you know, he saw us through that entire transition from the old building. To, and when I think oh. about when I look around the state-of-the-art facility and all the planning that went into it, I mean, granted, he had help, and they bring in other engineers and consultants, but, I mean, he's the chief. You know, he's he's the guy. It's a lot. Yeah, when you think about everything from the light fixture to the carpet to how to set up this microphone, and, I mean, that's just a all, lot. He had to take of all of that stuff. into account. Yeah. That's no small thing. Plus, I live with an engineer, and their brains are just different from, they're just different. The way they work, the way they problem solve. Thank God. Just insanely amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's God seriously, knows my brain doesn't work The that way, way they wrap a Christmas present is like nothing you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. 10 smartest jobs on the board here. Programmer was number one, followed by lawyer, doctor, engineer, accountant, IT worker, did you reboot it? <laughs> Scientist, financial manager. Some of these things too. I, I, I wouldn't. I would say not only are they obviously smart to do these things, but you you have to have patience. Like I'm probably smart enough to be a doctor, but I don't have 12 years to give in my patience department to go through all of that schooling. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. me I'm not going to make it. No. Not interested enough. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? 
Right. And so it's just a lot of school. Or all the law school and all the studying <laughs> yeah. and the testing and learning about torts for six months. Like, I'd be tapping out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, project manager. That is something I could see you doing, though, Tim, project management. I feel like you do that a lot with your flips. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was the white-haired guy that uh, ran the building construction? His name's Mark. That's and it. he was more or less the project dude. Yeah, that was a yeah. lot to keep track of. Mm-hmm. I saw his his makeshift desk downstairs. You know, when we were still kind of under construction. And- yep, we were. Here, I was here on a Saturday to help uh, Mark McFadden with something, and Mark was here fixing a door lock. Oh yeah, like he, was he was looking oh, yeah. at every mm-hmm. single detail. Mm-hmm. In the construction of this place, and I don't know the the female's name too. That was always on our Zoom calls. That was in charge of the move. Oh she yeah, she also was a project yeah. manager. Who I was like, I don't know if I could have ever done that job. Oh yeah, the thinking that went into like the cabinetry and where the how the coffee machines are going to work and the furniture and. The yeah. shelving and just all moving, the, de- the yeah. things that we take for granted. Just moving. Like, this is where your box is going to be. It's going to have a sticker on it. Put all your things in the box. The box will, you know, it's just like, what? <laughs> no. And still having to think in her mind, because part of her job, too, was having to consider the budget, making sure we stayed within the lines. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. It's a lot of moving parts. The jobs that are least likely to make you seem smart... Radio DJ on that. <laughs> that was my first thought. Uh, fast food worker. I don't know. There's a lot of multitasking involved in that job, I would think. Mm-hmm. You, know, you got to be quick and you got to be patient. And you have to be like the, with the money. You know, that's how I learned how to count back change. I mean, I know things are different now sometimes because you don't always have to count back that's change. It's all computerized but- now. But yeah, they had Janet around there, dishwasher. That's that's what I liked about being a dishwasher. Is I, is I didn't have, have to think. think. No, <laughs> I loved it. I could just be alone in my own thoughts. Cashier and maid. Politicians also made the list at number seventeen. So there you go. If you want to be smart, learn to code. Or if you want to seem smart. And does this sound good or disgusting or unnecessary? Tomorrow is National Mustard Day, so the makers of French's Mustard just unveiled mustard-flavored hot dog buns. They actually baked real mustard into the bread. How does that sound? Sure, why not? I mean, I would try it. There's lots of different kinds of bread. I mean, there's like breads with seeds in it and breads with nuts in it and breads with all sorts of stuff in it. So why not? Why not mustard? Why not add mustard? Yeah. My thing about mustard is... I'll take any kind of mustard. I like the brown mustard, spicy mustard. I like yellow mustard. It just depends on what I'm putting it on, I guess. Do you like honey mustard? Love it. Same. That's something that I, I never hated, but it's really, I've really grown to love that. I like it in all forms, too. Like, I like when it's, like, ground mustard and it's got some of those, like, little seedy guys in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good some stuff. Some people are adamant, though. They only like one certain type of mustard. It'll be hard to get your hands on the... Mustard-flavored hot dog buns, unless they're a huge hit. But they posted a recipe online if you want to try making it yourself. What about the dill The dill mustard? That's good, too. Yeah, a few hot dog carts and stands will have them tomorrow in some of the bigger cities like New York, Chicago, and Los Angeles. 
Uh, they'll also be available at Yankee Stadium and Camden Yards in Baltimore and outside Fenway Park next weekend. Oh, maybe Je- oh, next weekend. I was going to say Jen's yeah, at Fenway weekend. today. I wonder if we could get her to get one. I know. I thought about that. And she is within walking distance of Fenway Park. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of food, let's talk about Ikea and their meatball-scented candles. Have you heard about this? This is a good way to trick your family into thinking you cooked something delicious. Ikea is celebrating the 10th anniversary of its loyalty program by giving away thousands of scented candles that, I kid you not, smell like meatballs. Mm. They're supposed to smell exactly like the Swedish meatballs from their food court that everyone loves. And they're giving away almost 3,000 of those candles. Just under 2,000 people will win the candles. Another 1,000 will win gift boxes that have the candle and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, They're called store in a box. So everything inside is supposed to give you the sort of the sensory experience of being at Ikea. They do smell amazing. You know, when you go to a good potluck, you can smell the meatballs. Yep. But uh, they haven't revealed anything else that's in it. You got to, I guess, sign up for their free Ikea family loyalty program to enter. The the contest runs through August 22nd. Uh, If you don't win one, I suppose you could just buy the meatballs and cook them. They they do sell two-pound bags of them Mm -hmm. frozen. You can find them right by the checkout or up by the cafeteria. You know what? The veggie balls aren't bad either. Really? I've never had those before. Hmm. We should probably take a break because we got a brand new second date update coming up next. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. Call of Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait, what rewards? A Dew Operator Skin. Man, I love Operator Skins. Dual double XP, and even Call of Duty points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents 17 plus. College duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and 23.